I'm Jody Nisnik, and you're listening to So Much More. In John 16, 12, Jesus stated, There is so much more I want to tell you. He then pointed to the Spirit as the one who would come, who would further his teaching by bringing his word to life for us. So much more creates space for God to reveal his truth through his word. Today, we are continuing in our series on encountering Jesus in the Gospels. We are going to be doing today's passage as an imaginative prayer experience. So if you haven't done one before, I want to invite you to pause here and go listen to the introduction podcast where I walk you through exactly what imaginative prayer is and all the details of what you can expect. I will also walk you through everything right here. Before we get started, I also want to just give you a little context for this passage. Jesus has been crucified, and it is very early the morning of the third day, and Mary Magdalene heads to the tomb. Now, this passage may be fairly familiar to you. If so, I want to encourage you to really try and let these words be fresh and new and let them paint the scene in your imagination as you hear them. Well, let's go ahead and get started. And to do that, I want to invite you to first prepare your heart and your mind and your body. So sit in a comfortable yet attentive posture Go ahead and take a few deep in and out breaths. As you breathe in, invite the Lord into this space with you. As you exhale, imagine that with that outward breath, you are leaving behind all the cares and the worries, all the things that could distract you. Go ahead and breathe in one more time. And as you do, let me pray for us. Oh Lord, we invite you into this space. Lord, would you help us hear and experience and enter into this passage in a new way today. Lord, these may be very familiar words, and in many ways I hope they are for all of us, because what happens here at the tomb when Mary sees Jesus for the first time is truly beautiful and hope-filled. So, Lord, I pray that as we allow our imagination to form the words of this passage, to paint into our mind what's happening and what we might be sensing and feeling, would you lead and guide us? Would it be your Holy Spirit-infused imagination? Help us notice what you want us to notice, and I pray that the conversations we have with you would be guided and directed by you. We ask this for your glory, and we ask it for our good. We ask it in your name. Amen. Now, the first time I read this passage for you, I want to invite you to just let the story unfold in front of you. There's really no agenda. It's just to get grounded in the story and where we're going. So this is a reading of John 20, verse 1, and verses 11 through 18. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, 
Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over and looked into the tomb and saw two angels in white, seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, If you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord, and she told them that he had said these things to her. Now, the second time I read the passage for you, I want to invite you to let the scene unfold in front of you in your imagination. Notice who's there. What do you imagine that it looks like, smells like, feels like, sounds like? Try to engage all your senses and let the scene come to life in your imagination. So this again is a reading of John 20, verse 1, and verses 11 through 18. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over, and looked into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, 
Tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. Now, as I read the passage for you a third time, I want to invite you to imagine that you are in Mary's shoes or sandals, or that you are a fly on the wall observer and that you're experiencing this passage from this perspective. As you do, pay special attention to what you notice and hear and see and feel. And then when we're done with the reading, I'll give you some space to have a conversation with Jesus about whatever is on your heart. So again, this is a reading of John 20, verse 1 and 11 through 18. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. 
Now imagine that you get to have a conversation with Jesus in the imagined scene that you have created. So take some time now to talk to Jesus about whatever has been stirred within you, about whatever you want to talk to him about, and give him some space to speak back to you. Oh, Lord, we thank you for your word and the truths held in your word. Lord, we thank you for Mary and her courage to go in the midst of grief, to seek you out at the tomb, not knowing what she would find, but knowing she needed to be there. And Lord, we thank you for her response and her faithfulness to you to go and tell and how you responded to her. Lord, whatever it is that you stirred in our hearts today, may we carry that with us as we move through this day and this week, knowing that you love us, that you see us, that you created us, that you cherish us as your sons and daughters. So Lord, help us to just remember that truth and stand firm in it. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, as always, I do want to just give you a quick word of caution here. I invited you to have Jesus speak back to you, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, I hope you did hear his voice. But I want to remind you that Jesus' voice will always line up with his word and his character, and his voice will always sound like love. Even if he's inviting us to make a change or do something different, even if he's convicting us about something, it will still 
feel full of love and invitation and not shame and condemnation. So if you have any questions about your conversation with the Lord, I want to invite you to process it with a trusted friend to help you discern what was truly from him. Imaginative prayer can be a really powerful experience because it creates space for us to hear God's word and then interact with him around that, perhaps in a new way. I do hope this was meaningful for you. Well, I want to invite you to join me in listening to the Companion Podcast, where I have a really fun conversation with Nika Spalding. Nika has a Master's of Theology. She's currently pursuing her Doctorate of Ministry, and she recently planted a church called St. Jude Oak Cliff, where she is currently ser- serving as the resident theologian. So we talk about what exactly a resident theologian is, but we also have a great conversation around this passage. I also want to let you know that I have created a resource for you, a Lectio Divina journal. You can grab that at jodynisnick.com, and it is simply a guided journal for you to do Lectio Divina or imaginative prayer with. And it is a place for you to just engage with the word as it's being read over you and to capture any thoughts or anything that the Lord stirs in you. I'm hopeful that it is a tool that will just help you be even more intentional in your time with the Lord. Well, as always, I want to thank you again for joining me on So Much More, because we do believe that Jesus has so much more to say to us, and we are creating space to listen. What do you do when the world around you is falling apart? It's amazing to me how many people are breathing air. They're going about their business and doing the things you're supposed to do. But if you really ask them, they know that on the inside, they are spiritually and emotionally and relationally dead. If we're not careful, all of us can experience that death. When what we need to do, even as the world around us is falling apart, we need to learn how to march when it would be easier to stay where we are and die. Join me each week on the March or Die show as we discuss that and so much more.